This is one of your listeners. Uh, this is John Lehman. I am a school teacher in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, definitely a lover of summer breaks. Uh, spend a lot of that time traveling, backpacking, uh, skiing when possible, um, wandering internationally and domestically. Uh, kindred spirit like yourself. Um, hey, Don, thank you for what you're doing with this podcast. Um, I really appreciate that you are um, taking traveling and uh, talking about it again as an art uh, for what it is. I think in today's day and age where social media can dominate a lot of uh, people's um, forefront of their experience of traveling, um, I appreciate that you are encouraging your listeners to return to a place of mindfulness and sacredness um, for what traveling truly can be, uh, where we really see every corner and culture of the earth um, for a sense of interconnectedness. Um, I really appreciate the way you share your stories, um, kind of share the lessons you've learned in that. And also just your stories are freaking fascinating, man. Um, you've done some amazing stuff and I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your stories. So please keep them coming and thank you for sharing uh, who you are with us. You really are something else. Greetings and welcome everyone to another edition of the Traveler's Art Podcast. Thanks a lot, John, for your voice memo, uh, your kind words. I appreciate it. It's uh, a labor of love, and, and I'd love to hear from everyone. Uh, let me put my cup of coffee down. Um, yeah, and on the subject of coffee, you know, I, for a long time, I used to ask people, what was the most memorable or best cup of coffee you've ever had? And I was uh, never disappointed by the stories that I've heard people tell me. I learned so much about that person. I learned so much about a place. I learned more about coffee, which seems like an everyday thing, but uh, it, it's always been a very cool question to ask people. And even for those people that don't have like a really memorable one, I, I've noticed that it triggers them to kind of like pay attention and, and ask themselves to look at a cup of coffee in a different way. And it's a neat little tool that we can use to kind of pay attention. Everything from, you know, is there a spoon on the saucer? Is the is it in a glass cup or is it in a porcelain cup? Is it on just like a serving board or is it just thrown at you on a paper cup? All those little things add to our attentiveness and in essentially what is a relatively simple uh, daily activity for some people. Somewhere, I can't remember where, I met a woman who told me that something like 35 or 36 hands touch the coffee by the time you drink it, you know? And I said, oh, whoa, that, that really made me think, you know? I, I had actually been to coffee plantations and, and I've seen some of the process of coffee when I was in Central America. When she said that, it really gave me perspective on how affordable a luxury coffee is. In fact, recently, I actually ran across this book called The World Atlas of Coffee. I mean, what else does it say? From Beans to Brewing, Coffees Explored, Explained, and Enjoyed. I'll include that in the notes, but this book is actually super cool. It breaks down so many aspects of coffee plants, uh, how brewing takes place, how the roasting takes place, how the preparation takes place. 
the whole process. It's actually very, very, very interesting. And it's got tons of photographs and illustrations. And so for a layman like myself, it was a wonderful dive into something that many people take for granted. And I, I find myself that when I dive into something that is so kind of mundane, that I actually get a better appreciation for the simpler things in life. And that appreciation ends up creating a more dimensional life. Uh, it enriches my life. And now when I go and have coffee, it, it means something more than just brown water that gives me a stimulation from caffeine. And that has enriched my life in a way that uh, has a lot of value in the long run, you know, especially when you, you find a cool coffee house or a place that sells good beans and you have someone come over and like, let's taste some really good coffee. It, it's more than just a grab and go with a paper cup and a plastic lid. It's almost like a community, a ceremony that's based on being together and sharing something really cool. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling there. All right, so let's get back on task, everyone. Sorry, I, I kind of got lost and enraptured by that. So let's uh, let's kind of move on. I, I got this great email, um, and I thought I'd read this because I think a lot of people benefit from me answering this. This is from Brian. He says, hey, Don, really love the podcast, um, but I have a question. I've never really traveled, but I wanted to start exploring my world. I have no idea on how or where to start. I've heard about a few online companies that can curate a trip for you and build an itinerary and travel plan. Do you think these are a good idea or do you think it's better to do it on your own? All right, Brian, thanks for emailing in, by the way, and that's a really good question. So let me just put this out there. Part of travel is not knowing what the hell is going to go on. Discovery is part of travel it's kind of the exciting part. It's like not knowing the end of a movie, if if that makes sense. So travel, it's not a perfect science. There's no quote right way, but there probably are some wrong ways to do it. Um, but I recommend that you curate and build out your own trip because really nobody knows you as well as you know you. It's not an adventure until something goes wrong. I think before we build a travel plan, an itinerary, and start looking to places to go, I think there's a better way to do this. I think the probably the best way to approach it that I've experienced is, I think it's best to ask yourself, what am I into? Am I into art? Am I into ruins? Am I into architecture? Am I into food or adventure, diving, surfing, sports? cultures, uh, maybe into botany or insects, whatever I kind of I'm into. And then from there, you can start your research process. So here's an example. Let's say you're into ruins. Well, then you ask yourself, what kind? Early history or late history? Are you into Roman ruins or Chinese ruins? Are you into Aztec ruins or Etruscan ruins? So when we start exploring that, we start learning more about those things that interest us. And that helps direct us to places to go. Then you should ask yourself, what's your budget? And you need to be realistic because if you're going to Iceland, it's expensive. And so is Tokyo. But if you're going to go to Bolivia, 
or Indonesia, it's not nearly as much. So those are some benefits and drawbacks that you have to consider. And you also want to ask yourself, how long are you wanting to go for? Is it one month? Is it three weeks? Is it two weeks? Is it a full year? You know, the more time you have, the more flexibility you have, the more errors you can make. I get a lot of uh, the question of, well, I only, you know, can be gone for say two weeks or I lose my job and I've got a mortgage or I've got car payments, I've got this debt. Hey, those are all real. Probably my first response would be try to reduce your monthly burn rate. In other words, what does it cost for you to live per month? You know, if you've got an expensive car, you know, trade down. Um, if your rent's really expensive, look for someplace else, right? I think though, when we're on a shorter time period, like we're, I was talking about before, then we have kind of two options. The less time, the more specific you may want to be. So as an example, I want to spend two weeks in Florence, Italy, and I'm going to eat, relax, and I'm going to walk the city. And that's all. Very specific. And the whole world will open up to you during those two weeks. So don't think that you're like missing out because you really learn that place. You have an understanding of that place. The other option is I only have two weeks. So I'm going to just take a cheap flight to Lisbon, Portugal, and I'm just going to see what happens. I'm going to find one guest house and I'm just going to be completely free and organic. That's another option if you only have two weeks. But what I do recommend that you do is avoid 20 sites in 14 days because you're going to be confusing activity with accomplishment. And all these locations and sites end up becoming kind of homogenized. They all kind of blend in together. You know, you can only see so many cathedrals before they all just become a cathedral. I don't know if that makes any sense. Um, you know, you should ask yourself this, will you be traveling alone? Because if you have a partner that you're traveling with, it is imperative that you guys have a lot of difficult conversations. If you're a morning person and they're not, maybe that works out, but maybe that doesn't. If you are planning on doing a lot of photography while you travel, which is a great, great way to become attentive and to pay attention and to really enrapture yourself in the experience of being away and in this unique culture and unique location. But if they're not a photographer, then that might be a conflict. Are you into food and they could just eat junk food? So you need to find out what the contrasts are first and how to negotiate those. You know, the other question you may want to ask is, uh, what will the climate be like? Because if it's cold, you're going to be carrying a lot more baggage than you will if it's warm. You know, again, a winter trip to Iceland, which is really affordable. It's really cold there. That's going to be a lot more luggage than you're going to carry if you're taking a, uh, a surf trip to Vanuatu for the first time. We need, in the end, to just ask ourselves a lot of questions and let the answers come to us as we start asking those questions. I think it's a setup for disappointment and ultimately trip dissatisfaction if we're not asking the deeper questions. If you put your attention on your intention, that directs your energy. I think the travel experience begins the minute you decide that you want to travel. And that every question you ask, all the research that you do, all of that preparatory work, or even no preparatory work, it adds to the personal ownership of your trip that the outcomes 
are totally you and you're ultimately responsible. And I think there's a, a really good benefit to that because travel really has value when we are engaging with all of our being and not just going along a checklist, getting back on that bus, meeting some aggressive timeline. And it just becomes another version of everyday life. And we're just consuming. And again, that's why I don't like that word bucket list. I, I just find it just pathetic. And I make some enemies when I say that. Oh, well, uh, I just sometimes, you know, I just have strong opinions. And uh, I personally have never found any magic in a bucket list. I've found magic in uh, the undiscovered island or going on the wrong train and then having to go back the other way. And I end up meeting a guy that was an Italian teenager during the rule of Mussolini. Like that's not going to happen on a bucket list. I can tell you that right now. In any case, uh, not to get pejorative and become a prig, but uh, I think everybody's kind of getting into the fact that I go deep and I get into detail and um, I hope you do too. Um, because if it's easy, it's inherently cheesy. All right, everyone, thanks again for listening. And as always, I absolutely love hearing from everyone that's listening to the podcast. So I'd love to hear from you, what you're doing at the moment, and uh, a small detail you've noticed, perhaps some good food or a person you happen to meet along the way, what part of your trip is really standing out to you, and, and how you're going to reintegrate that back into your life. You don't have to be someplace super exotic. There's transformation and travel happens in many different ways, so don't limit yourself. Anyway, just keep your audio file under a minute or less, and you can email that file to me at thetravelersart at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, thetravelersart.com. Again, thanks a lot for listening, and until next time, I'll talk to you soon.